Hey guys, gals, and gamers, welcome to Talking About Games. And today we're going to be talking, well, about games and also ourselves, just kind of get you into who we are and what we like and kind of what we do, kind of get you. This is the appetizer for the podcasts uh, for the episodes to come. So, uh, my name is Adam. Uh, I'm here joined by my host. Uh, introduce yourself, our co host, I guess. Hey, my name's Jaden. And, uh, yeah, so we're just going to kind of talk about ourselves, kind of what we like, what kind of games we play, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm going to go first since I want to. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) I'm more important. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So um, uh, I, well, well, like I said before, my name's Adam and I'm studying uh, game programming at a college here in Alberta. And I'm passionate, of course, about games. Hence the podcast being a thing. And I also really like anime. I watch a lot of anime and read a bit of manga. I also have a passion, a a pseudo-passion for sort of philosophy. I kind of studied that on the side. And I also paint models like a loser in my basement. So yeah, that's just kind of a quick rundown of me. And uh, Jade, you can go and do your part. All right. Well, like... uh... Like, a bit, like we said before, my name's Jaden. I also go to college in Alberta with Adam here. Uh, I am studying networking at the moment, but, you know, I'm still a huge fan of games because that's why I'm in computers, right? And, uh, as, as well as gaming for my hobbies, I also love to go see movies. I'm a huge movie buff. I can tell you a lot about the movies that are out right now. Um, and I also play a lot of board games and card games. Those I find very fun. Yeah, I really liked that card game you introduced me to a while back. Uh, Gloom, I think it was. That was yeah, yeah. I actually got two expansions for it now, so I'll have to try them out. Ooh, I'll have to try that out some other time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of the gist of us for just kind of basic rundown. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, you we well we both uh, grew up with Nintendo, right? You did, yeah. As well. Yeah, I solely Nintendo until I was about thirteen or fourteen. And uh, what was your first uh, sort of like? gaming console that you had uh, that really kind of launched you into gaming gamecube i'd have to say i also had a Game Boy advance but i'm pretty sure gamecube was really where my passion lied when i was real young nice nice yeah. uh my sort of gaming journey started around with the n64 i kind of was born at the end of its life cycle i'm a bit of a youngin with it but my dad just kind of had it around while I was really young and so I played a lot of that since I didn't really get a GameCube until sort of the end of its life cycle so I spent a lot of my youth with the N64 especially with games like Mario 64 but then again anyone who owned an N64 played it so no surprise there. Uh, I played a fair bit of Ocarina of Time growing up, Majora's Mask, Banjo-Kazooie, all those good old classics. So Um, nice. What now um what kind of games influenced your childhood with that? Uh, with the GameCube, there were three in particular. Mario Sunshine, Luigi's Mansion, and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. Ooh. Yeah. Those are some solid games, especially The uh, Thousand Year Door. Yeah. God, I miss the that old style of Paper Mario. <laughs> right? <sighs> Come on, Thousand Year Door 2. It'll happen, hopefully. But probably not. It probably will not happen, <laughs> but, but we can always dream. Yes. We can always we can dream. dream. And, uh, anyway... So, uh, this kind of leads into our next topic of, uh, what are your favorite games? So I'm going to let you start with this one. Uh, it's actually out of the three I just listed. It's, uh, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. 
I am just in love with the uh, the combat style, the visuals, the story. Oh, don't even get me started on the story. I know it inside and out, <laughs> but I'm just everything about the game, even the partners and the side quests and just everything you can do in that is just so amazing. There's such awesome character development and just how everything gets kind of absurd but still believable and I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who probably haven't played it but I definitely recommend it if you're looking for a new game. Yeah, if you haven't played it, what are you doing? Come on, go play it. It's an amazing game. <laughs> right? And uh, and surprisingly, the visuals uh, still really hold up. Like, it looks like it could be um, something that's released just a couple years ago, even though it's a fairly old game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so, just yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, that's an that, excellent choice. Yeah. And uh, as for me, my favorite game of all time is something a little more recent that uh, I ran to all my friends about and tell them to play it, even though I know they won't. And that is Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii or 3D or new 3DS, I guess, uh, depending on whichever's more convenient. And it is a phenomenal game. Where do I even start with this? The combat is really cool. I like to sort of call it a sort of dynamic JRPG, since it is sort of turn-based, but kind of not. It's Something where you have to constantly move around. You, you you can always be moving during the battle. You can move around the enemy, and some attacks will do more damage or less damage, depending on where you are attacking on the enemy. And your arts, uh, which is kind of like your moves or your specials or your skills kind of thing, they have a cooldown instead of just, like, mana, which I think is a bit nicer. It kind of suits the more fast-paced gameplay a bit better. And each character is really unique in your party. Uh, for example, you have a magic caster that has to build up sort of like these little elemental charges before dispelling them. Or you can dispel it early. You can kind of choose um, how powerful your attack is in that sense by choosing how many you're going to save up. Or uh, for your main character, Shulk, the best character ever, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has the, the Monado. He's like the, the Pikachu of the game. He kind of is the face of it. And uh, mm. he kind of is, in a way, the support class and the glass cannon. So uh, his, since he has the abilities of just either beefing up the party, he can make it so that their uh, evasion is much higher, or they can up everyone's defenses. And it's really cool. There's a lot of cool dynamic ways to play, although it can get very overwhelming. This is not baby's first game. Do not play this if you're <laughs> not used to JRPGs. Right. It is... Right it'll load but the nice thing is is it doesn't overload you with tutorials all at once it's sort of a long prologue that'll kind of give you tutorials along the way but the downside is that it is long okay. so that's what i love about it gameplay wise and story wise oh my god without getting into spoilers it's sort of multiple arcs that lead into one big overarching story that you don't really notice until the end and it's sort of a case of oh you thought it was just a smaller quest, but then it leads into something much bigger. And there are a couple of really cool plot twists that I will not spoil, since that game is best unspoiled. So, if you haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles, go play it. Unless you haven't played a JRPG before, then go play something else. <laughs> yeah. That's a good so, that's it. kind of my piece about that. Just, uh, a, now. just a thought I had, actually, before we move on. Uh, so, you were talking about the combat... Uh, and I feel like a good, uh, comparison would be, uh, uh, card-based games. Like, you know, on mobile, when you have to tap your card and it gives you 
a specific power, right? Mm -hmm. Or get a specific move, and then it, re it recharges. You know what I'm talking sort about? Sort of. Yeah, I, I, I kind of get what you're talking about. It's a little bit like that. It kind of feels a little reminiscent of... Um... Of sort of like a card-based like battle system, but also something that it kind of feels a little bit like an MMO with its battle system. But okay. don't get discouraged by the word MMO, since not everyone likes those. Right. It just kind of has a bit of an air of MMO. It does. It is not at all an MMO combat system. So, but yeah. if you like the MMO combat system, then you'll feel right at home with uh, with the Xenoblade combat system. It is wonderful. Nice. Uh, Anyway, so I've been kind of ranting about Xenoblade long enough, as uh, <laughs> as many people have had to endure in the past. So, moving on, we're going to talk about uh, which consoles we think are the best of all time, and why. So, uh, since I've been talking forever about Xenoblade, I'll let you take the helm on this one. Okay, well, I kind of have two in mind, one retro, one newer, and... I'm sure you're going to guess what the retro one is, is at this point, <laughs> and that's definitely the GameCube, and that's strictly based on the titles that I've played for it. Like, honestly, I'd call the GameCube Nintendo's Golden Age. They have so many amazing titles, they tried so many new things, and they worked out so well. And even the controller, it just feels so nice in your hands, and just the console, it looks cool, it's a little cube. And it's got the tiny little discs that were that also went into PSPs, and they, I thought those were the coolest thing when I was a kid. And I just I got mm -hmm. so much nostalgia surrounding the GameCube, and I just love that thing to death. But for the newer console, I would actually go and say the Switch. It's revolutionary for consoles, and they're starting to pump out awesome first title, first title or first party titles. Sorry, and. Even just the controller setup, sometimes I wish the Joy-Cons were a little bigger, but they're still pretty smart. I really like them. And yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping for some sequels from the GameCube to be put on the Switch, or even HD remasters at this point. But... Well, there is hope of that. Like, we're getting Luigi's Mansion 3 yeah. uh, later next year, and so that'll be pretty cool. And yeah, I'm psyched that's, for that. That's from the GameCube, so there's hope yet. Yeah. Uh, it's just a shame that during its time, the GameCube didn't really sell well, since it was difficult to develop for, and the and the PlayStation 2 was around, so people mm -hmm. were kind of jumping on that. But, man, the quality titles of that, oof. Right? God, that was such a great system. Fun fact, the, uh, the GameCube was actually designed with a special crystal to introduce uh, 3D visuals. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, no, they, they it was it was gonna cost too much money to actually implement in games, so there's just this little part in every GameCube now that lets uh that that has the capability of three D visuals, but uh Yeah, it doesn't doesn't use it at all. It hmm. just sits there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well I guess that's kinda what led to the three D S then. Yeah, exactly kinda... actually. That they were starting that tech of how they, they introduce a certain light directions i guess that uh make it look like you're looking through a window and give you a 3ds or the 3d visuals and i just don't really maybe cool. they couldn't do that with a tv or something but i'm not sure yeah that'd be kind of jarring with a crt yeah <laughs> but uh, especially yeah. if it was the more uh the blue and uh red 3d that would also be a bit jarring <laughs> yeah and then you need glasses yeah yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, my favorite uh, game console is uh, 
easily the the switch in terms of modern consoles mm. it is just yeah. well and a lot of people will agree with me since uh, it's selling so well so they're clearly doing something right <laughs> and it is just an incredible console it has so many things that have been kind of missing from the from the wii u because the wii u was kind of like Nintendo wasn't really sure what to do, like portable or home, because they market it weirdly as kind of being portable, like half portable, but it didn't quite work, since the gamepad had to be like a few meters within the, uh, within a few meters of the actual system itself, so yeah. that didn't quite work, but now, with the Switch, oh, it is incredible. The power of a home console, and it can also be a handheld, and the Joy-Cons are really cool, but uh, I just am so glad that they brought back GameCube controller support, especially because I'm a huge Smash player. I play a ton of Smash, <laughs> uh, mostly competitively, casual, meh, no items, final destination only, let's go, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so a lot of uh, more casual people, like my family, they don't like to play with me since I want no items and I want to kick their ass. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but uh, enough of. <laughs> yeah, damn right you do. And <laughs> well, I was talking so, more about you know kicking my family's ass at Smash and Mario Kart and all that, but that too. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, uh, uh, we'll settle it in Smash. Oh, yeah, uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's why I really like the the Switch. It has a great library and is just really good at everything it does. Mm -hmm. uh, as for retro and sixty four, love that console so much. Mainly because it houses some of my favorite games to date. Uh, it has, or at least in terms of classic games. Uh, like Mario 64 I really like, but the controls are a little bit wonky. But the best 3D platformer on it, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh my god. The controls still hold up relatively well. And it is just such a good... It really embraces its collect-a-thon nature. And the, and the writing is still pretty good. It holds up quite well. But the music, oh. It's amazing. It's just a lot of those sort of quality titles uh, were kind of home on the N64, so I really like it, even though the controller is really stupid and I don't get it. <laughs> but otherwise, the games were really good. So, yeah. That's kind of what I like uh, for consoles. And so now let's kind of talk about what we, consoles we sort of play on primarily nowadays. What kind of games we know the ins and outs of more, what kind of consoles and games we follow more and what we've been playing recently so uh, i'll let you again take the helm on this okay well uh right now i'm playing a lot of nintendo switch and playstation 4 um nintendo switch we've talked about a lot i like a lot of the first parties so i'm not going to go into that too much but uh playstation uh i i am obsessed with the controller and the slim feel and how good it feels in my hands and I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I prefer a PlayStation 4 controller to an Xbox One controller any day of the week. I think a PlayStation controller is about 10 times better, if not more. Yeah, I can and... agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I know a lot of the titles on PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 exclusives usually, uh, where I gravitate towards, I find they're all very amazing. The graphics are stunning on so many games. I did have to upgrade from my classic PS4 to the PS4 Slim recently so that I could keep up with all these heavy games that are coming out, but that's honestly not too big of an issue for me. I, I like the console enough that it was worthwhile, and I was able to trade it in and get a good deal and all that fun stuff. So Nice. Yeah, no, that's 
That's uh, those are what I primarily play on. What about you, Adam? Nice. Well, uh, I kind of dabble in a little bit of everything, but I primarily play on uh, on Switch, obviously, <laughs> and uh, PC for the more hardcore esque games, I guess. Hmm. Uh, sort of like your Overwatch, your Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, those are the two I play most on PC, and a bit of Monster Hunter World, so a bit of the more mature and multiplayer games I kind of play on my PC, uh, and then of course Nintendo Switch I play a ton of, uh, but I also play a little bit of Xbox One, like I'll occasionally play some Halo with friends or something, uh, and I have a PS4 that I kind of have mostly just for the single player exclusives. Uh, for example, the Yakuza series, which I absolutely love. Oh my god, it is so good. And uh, also uh, Danganronpa, I play that on my PS4. That is a fantastic series, especially as a, as a weeb. I love it. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing a bit of Persona 5 lately on it, which, oh my god, why did it take me so long to play this game? I absolutely love it so far, and I don't think I'm even done the prologue. I can't even tell. <laughs> everything's That's just kind of awesome. bleeding together and i love it so yeah a little bit of everything but my expertise kind of lie on uh on pc and anything nintendo related so yeah yeah that's right so together we kind of have a good little versatile knowledge of the overall gaming player base and what's going on in the community and all that mm -hmm. so yeah with an especial ex with a special expertise on nintendo stuff yeah so. definitely <laughs> So if our content's a little more leaned towards uh, Nintendo or PlayStation, just know that's just because that's what we play. Yeah. Well. But we'll try to keep it diverse. Well, we will try. Yeah, it shouldn't be uh, too hard. Especially because exactly. my brother plays Fortnite day in and day out. Oof. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah. So let's kind of move on to what games we think are underappreciated. And... Uh, since you've been kind of answering first for the past couple questions, I will answer first this yeah, time. Yeah, no, go for it, my guy. All right. So, uh, the game I think is most underappreciated in terms of classic is a game on the N64 called Gomont's Great Adventure. It was a 2D platformer, and it was released by Konami back before they were terrible. And <laughs> it is so good. It's a franchise that they haven't touched in forever, at least not here in North America. And it is really interesting it's really unique it's since like i said before it's a 2d platformer and it has such tight controls they still hold up today it's it's got a really cool aesthetic too like even though the graphics are chunky as most n64 graphics are like those it uh, graphically it's okay but the level design and the visuals of each level you can kind of see what they were going for and really appreciate it so, since this is sort of set in an Edo period Japan, hmm. it's about like a ninja and uh, and his friends. I don't remember if they're also ninjas, but let's just say they are. And they know this scientist, and he built a machine to bring back the dead. I don't know. It's weirdly futuristic, <laughs> and that's one thing about this game: is it sounds weird, but it oddly works. Anyway, well, it's like every uh, game so, ever. Oh yeah, that's a lot of them at least. Yeah, and. So anyway, uh, he builds a machine to bring back the dead, and then it's immediately stolen by um, a, a very strange-looking villain. I don't know how to describe them. It's it's pretty interesting. It's sort of um, a weirdly JRPG 2D platformer hybrid in terms of gameplay, mm -hmm. as in the levels themselves are 2D platformers, but they have multiple routes 
that you can take through the level, so it kind of adds to the replayability. And Interesting. But there are also towns you can roam and buy, like, upgrades for your equipment. Uh, you can buy sort of chain mail or just some armor for you, and then it kind of gives you extra health. You can buy extra lives, you can sleep at an inn to restore your health, and you can swap out uh, who you're playing as, since the game has four unique playable characters that are actually unique, as opposed to a lot of other um, 2D platformers that have multiple playable characters that either feel way too similar or just really awkwardly different. But this this is one game that does it really well. For example, one has a, one of the characters has a double jump, the other one kind of moves a little slower, but he has a, he has a butt bounce ability, and he does a bit more damage. And then there's another one who is the who has the fastest move speed, but has almost no range, like for his melee attack. And then there's one more that has the most range, has sort of a medium speed, and can go underwater. So it's really cool. And the level design is awesome. It's hard without being unfair, and that's what I love about it. So yeah. Uh, I'm going to stop rambling about uh, <laughs> that, and yeah, I'll hand it over to you to talk about uh, what you think is a pretty underappreciated game. Yeah, um, for me, uh, I gotta say Hollow Knight, actually. Um, for those of you who haven't heard of it, it's uh, it's a very story-driven, sort of story-driven and combat-driven platformer. It's, it's an indie title, and... Uh, the whole idea is that you're this this little weakling, and you got just this tiny sword, and and you're in this this kingdom called Hollow Nest, where everyone's a bug, and everyone is like sentient. They're aware of their existence, and they don't know what's beyond their kingdom because bugs go back to normal when they leave. And it follows this this one this one bug who wears a mask, and he he's called uh, the Knight, and. Uh, you explore this whole kingdom, which has such a dark, dark past, and I, I don't want to spoil anything because I definitely recommend you guys play this, but you, you just explore this kingdom and you start defeating all of these evils that have plagued the kingdom for so long. It's just like they've left this place in ruins, but even though it's in ruins, it's such a beautiful, beautiful kingdom with all these different areas and they're so diverse and they all fit with each other really nicely. And it, 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 the, the map is actually huge, and it's, it feels so good to finally unlock every room and see the map just completed all around you, and, and to figure out all the little pieces of the story everywhere and fit everything together and learn what's actually happening. And something I actually haven't done is there's this whole... Uh, there's like three different endings you can get, and I still haven't done the true ending because it's just that difficult and that's something else i should mention the difficulty it's uh so there are the combat sections and by god are they difficult <laughs> once you get late into the game uh, a lot of bosses that are really tight to maneuver around and then uh yeah no and then they just added a boss rush with dlc i'll have to check that out and then there's the platforming segments and those are also difficult you'll end up going for 45 seconds to a minute just jumping around and you don't even touch the ground at that point. That also leads into your different power-ups. There are a lot of unique and innovative uh, power-ups to add to your platforming arsenal like dash attacks and a double jump. And oh, what else is there? Uh, you get a wall jump. Okay, maybe they aren't that diverse, but uh, 
you unlock them slowly and then you can upgrade them after a while and it just it just all looks amazing and feels amazing to accomplish i definitely recommend it hmm, yeah uh as someone who's i haven't beat it yet but uh hollow knight is really good uh i like it i like the metroidvania style of gameplay yeah me too so now uh, that's one thing i can very much agree on uh hollow knight's underappreciated go play it if you haven't played it especially if you like games that are sort of difficult in sort of the dark souls-esque way of it's just raw difficulty but it's not unfair that's the key yeah yeah that that's hollow knight in a nutshell exactly and it's and it's a beautiful game fair it is beautiful yeah so uh and maybe who knows maybe we'll talk about it more on a actual dedicated episode since this is more so just Sort of just getting to know us and what the podcast might be like. So, yeah. uh, with that, let's kind of move on to our final uh, topic since we're going to be run out of time shortly here. So, what genres do we like best? Uh, I'm going to let you take the helm on this one. Okay, sure. Um, I'm sure you guys have gathered this so far, but I am definitely a big platformer fan. And I'm huge into story-driven gameplay. Like, uh, if you look at games like Heavy Rain or Detroit Become Human, they're all interactive stories, and there's so many different branching paths. And even uh, Until Dawn is a good example of that. I just, I am crazy about story-driven games. And I guess that can be kind of inferred from my love of movies, too. Um... Yeah, and then I also I also like action games, stuff like Doom, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, stuff like that. Uh, and then I also do like the occasional competitive game like Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 into a lot of different things, but I do have my favorites. Nice. What about nice. you, Adam? Uh, I well, like you. I really like platformers. I sort of. A lot of people don't like the sort of collectathon genre of platformers. I love it when it's done right, uh, such as like mm. how I mentioned before that I really like Banjo Kazooie. Uh, it's a shame that Ukulele didn't really live up to that hype, but it was still solid. Um, but other than platformers, I really like uh, a good horror game. I really like games like Outlast, or I liked the idea of Five Nights at Freddy's, but it kind of got annoying after a while since <laughs> milking it like crazy. And the community kind of just went nuts with it. Uh, I also really like um, FPSs. I really like sort of the like more tactical ones. Like I mentioned before, I like Rainbow Six Siege. That's probably my favorite first-person shooter to play nowadays. But I also really liked games like Halo. And and yeah, that's pretty much all the first-person shooters I play nowadays. Oh, that and Overwatch. Uh, but I also uh, really like fighting games. I love them. Especially the sort of like 2D ones. Like I played a bit of Street Fighter. Uh, I play an ungodly amount of Smash. Uh, probably a little too much. And uh, I also really like uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's a big mm. one that I used to play. And I really want to get into uh, more fighting games nowadays since i kind of fallen behind on that. Like I want to get into Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That looks really fun. And I also kind of kind of want to uh, dip my toes into Tekken. Just kind of see how that kind of turns out. Because it looks cool. It looks very, it looks slow, but still really calculated, and I like that. I like that a lot. So, those are the kinds that I kind of like. Oh, and of course, RPGs. How could I forget? I love <laughs> JRPGs, hence my favorite being Xenoblade. So, yeah. That's kind of us. That's 
pretty much it. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? Anything you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we're all good. Yeah, well, uh, if you've listened this far into this episode, thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're still fairly new at this, so uh, please be patient if quality is a little bit uh, varying for the first couple episodes. We're still figuring out what we're going to do in terms of uh, how we're putting them out, what our schedule is going to be, and sort of the format of this podcast. This has been a very casual format that we've done so far, and I think we might stick with it. We don't want it to become a formal analysis or instructional or way too informative or a, like feeling like a lecture. It just It's just a free talk and discussion about games, which, yeah, is, exactly. which is what is probably the most fun and what is probably the best way to approach talking about games, especially when we're passionate about them. And if uh, further down the line we want to do a bit more informative content, then maybe we will. But for now, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name's Adam, and... My name's Jaden. And uh, we've been talking about games. See you next time. <laughs>